Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I'm first this morning, and then Sophia is going to speak after me because Jesus said, keep the best wine to last. So here we are. It's good to be back in church, yes? And uh, it's good to be. People say, how come you, you two keep so vibrant and so young? Well, it's because we burn the Holy Spirit within us, not our own energy. We live out of our spirit, not just out of our soul and out of our, our flesh. You know, there's a secret to living uh, in God. So we're going with the flow. Hallelujah. Righto. I've got no notes today, so when quarter of an hour comes up, I just stop. Okay. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> okay, here we go. Where's the scripture today? We're going to Second uh, Kings chapter 4, and uh, we're starting here in the first seven verses. And I want to talk to you about this miracle that took place, because there was a flow that happened here. Yeah. To understand the story and the meaning behind it. And, 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 the, and the riches of it, we need to understand that uh, the Holy Spirit sometimes is likened to water. Jesus said, out of our innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Sometimes he's referred to as a dove. There's a picture of a dove, and he's like that. Today we're talking about the Holy Spirit being like oil yeah. and all the good things about oil. And, and so we just help you to fit into the picture. You see... Jesus said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The treasure is the spirit of Jesus within us. When we open our hearts to the Lord and we realize that we need his love and his forgiveness in our lives, and we, and we invite him to come into our lives, then the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord Jesus comes in and takes up residence in our lives and begins to change us from the inside out. Hallelujah. And all our life, he keeps changing us from glory unto glory. And so it's a great way to live. And we need, there comes a time we need to say, okay, I really, really, really need to open my life to God and invite Jesus to, to, to be the Lord of my life. And his spirit comes within us. And so Paul says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Okay, let's go, to the, let's go to the story. We're going to read it. Here we go. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as, as slaves. So Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me what do you have in your house? And your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of oil. Hallelujah. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. There is a flow of life. Hallelujah. When all the jars were full, I love that. I, 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 my prayer is that all the jars that excite, all the earthen jars might be full. Hallelujah. And she said to her, bring me another one. 
But he replied, there's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped. Stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Can we go back to verse 1 again, please? Pastor Paul has brought us some real good teaching the last three weeks on this thing of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It, it, it's been excellent. We listen to it in, in our motorhome. We're out in our motorhome at the moment. And, and, and we're just listening and just blessed. People don't get filled with God until they really desire Him yes. to be filled. You know, uh, Karen said, here's the scripture, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know, Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. And the problem with Christians, many just don't hunger and thirst after Him. And they they're willing to settle for mediocrity, willing to settle for just beige Christianity. And this woman had a need. She got desperate. She said, if you, God, if you can't help me, Elisha, if you can't help me, my boys are going to be sold into slavery. And she was aware of a great need. And friends, we need to be aware of the need of our town and of our nation and of this far north area because, hallelujah, people are being sold into slavery because they don't know Jesus and the drugs are just capturing people and sin is just capturing people and habits and all sorts of addictions are capturing people and the church is sitting beige. Jesus said it's not to be like that. He said, I birthed the church with an outpouring of the Spirit of God. That's how I did. And people broke out onto the streets from being locked away in fear and resurrection time when the Spirit of God came and filled them to overflowing, as Pastor Paul was sharing with us over the weeks. Then that church burst out onto the streets and hundreds of people came to find Jesus as their Savior and Lord. And this woman says, I need help. And, and Elisha said, well, well, what have you got in your house? What's in your house? She said, I've got nothing except a jar of oil. Hallelujah. My friends, the answer to man's needs is the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life to change them from the inside. And to begin to bring change and begin to bring empowering and to bring a, a, an enthusiasm for the things of God. It's too easy to settle just, well, I'll just struggle along. Jesus didn't come and die on the cross for you and I just to struggle along. He came us to make us overcomers in this life. He came to bring the blessing of God on our life. You see, if you're not blessed, if you're not overcoming, then your environment will not, your, 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 your sphere of influence will not be blessed. I need to be filled with the Spirit of God. I, I need to be on, 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 in step with God. I need to be hearing from God. And, and so he says, well, the jar of oil 
It's the oil, hallelujah. It's the spirit of God within a man, within a woman that makes the difference to a life. And, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit releases that anointing and, and that flow of, of life, hallelujah. And the Bible talks about the rivers that flowed from the throne of God and everywhere they went, it brought life. And that river, that fountain, that flow of oil is in you. If you've been born again of the Spirit of God, He's there. But there needs to come that release. There needs to come that overflow. Jesus said, uh, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to be immersed in the Spirit of God. You need to let the Spirit of God flow through your life, body, soul, and spirit. Hallelujah. And so she said, so he said, you just got a jar of oil. That's enough. The answer to your life and of your friends is the presence of Jesus, his spirit within your life. It's enough. And she said, go out and tell, get the boys, go out and get jars. Go out and get jars. As many jars as you can find, bring them into the house. And so the boys go out and say, uh, uh, Mrs., can you, have you got any spare jars? Oh, I don't know, I'll have a look in the cupboard. Have you got jars, jars, jars? They said, oh, no, I've got this. Oh, no, that one's full. Oh, no, that one's half full. It's got buttons in it. This one's got, got, got salami in it. This one's got the, oh, whatever. It's just, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Empty jars. Empty jars. The key to receiving the fullness is to realize that you need to be filled. And we come as empty. We realize there is a debt to pay. The debt is not for our salvation. That's been paid by Jesus on the cross. Our sins have already been paid for, but we owe a debt to our town. We owe a debt to the rest of our family. We owe a debt uh, to be filled with God so that they can come into the things of the Lord. And so he brings empty jars and they come in. They're just empty. And that's the key. If you'll come to the Lord, hallelujah, say, Lord, I need, I'm empty. I've got rid of all the other rubbish. I'm sinking first your kingdom and your righteousness. Everything else is put aside because I need to be filled with your Holy Spirit. If you hunger. I remember as a young fella, I heard about this baptism. I'd been saved as a little guy. And then I heard about this baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I thought, oh, that's what I need. And I went and people prayed for me and nothing happened. People prayed for me again. I said, I'll go again. People prayed for me again. Nothing happened. But then I began to get hungry. Then I began to get thirsty. They said, Lord, this is how your church started. This is how, what I needed. I could see other people around me. They were filled with God. They were different from me. I was, yeah. And then, oh, one Easter Sunday morning, I said, pray for me for the baptism. And they prayed for me. And oh, out of my innermost being began to flow this river of life. And they said, with it comes the, the, the ability to pray in the Spirit. I said, How do just start to speak and the Holy Spirit will begin to pray through you. And the next minute as they prayed, and I'm so, oh God, I need to be filled with your Spirit. Oh God, I'm hungry and thirsty for more of you. And then out of my innermost being came this beautiful language of prayer that I'd never learned. It just began to flow and flow and flow and flow. It went for, I, I just began speaking for three hours or more. I missed lunch. That's the first time I've ever missed lunch, and it's the last time I've ever missed lunch. 
But God was there, hallelujah. And he filled me and I was changed from a shy teenager. Within three months, I was out leading a group, preaching and singing on the streets of Wellington, and I've never stopped. Hallelujah. He filled us to overflowing. And so we need to enter into this. I've got no notes. It's no use looking there. All right. (laughs) Hallelujah. So she brought the, and and look what happened. Next verse, please. He says, uh, Jarrah, next verse. Don't ask for just a few. They go inside, they shut the door, and then the flow starts. It's got all these empty jars. I wonder what. I wonder what the Holy Spirit looks as he looks down on this church this morning. Oh, look at all these empty jars. I think I'll pour out into these lives. Oh, well, some aren't all that empty. Some are busy with other stuff. Some are wondering and walking and, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know, do I serve God? And I say, oh, maybe, well, I've got other things to do. and uh, Empty jars. God began to pour out his spirit. I tell you, when we were worshiping God this morning, that was beautiful. I love the presence of God. Hallelujah. Empty jars. So, 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 so he, she starts to pour out. Oh, she pours out. And this one, get that one, boys. Put it. This one, this one, this one. And the, the oil's flowing. There's a flow of the Holy Spirit in this house right now. And, and so, 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 and, and then it stopped. And she says, is there any more jars? You see, that's when the flow of the Holy Spirit stops. When there's no people hungering and thirsting after him. When that hunger begins to diminish, the oil stops flowing. That's why God's sending more people into this church. So they can be filled more empty jars. Hallelujah. And then guess what he said? He said, set aside that which is full. Now, in the church, we're very good at setting people aside to do stuff. But friends, the Bible principle is set aside that which is full. And so we need men and women who are full of the Holy Spirit. When the early church was appointing people responsibly, one of the criteria was that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit in faith, you see. So that was so important and it is important today. It's not just that we sort of, well, we're, we're, we're okay, we're born again and we're jogging along. Friends, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This church needs to have every leader, every person that's going to do something, every person that's going to stand. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflow it. Hallelujah. So that's it. And they kept pouring. What else? Next. Last. He said, go sell the... He said, this will meet the need. Take the oil and pay your debt. And you'll be out of slavery, you and your boys. Things will be different from then on. Meet the need. As you and I pour out our lives into this town, hallelujah, and pray and believe God, there'll be plenty more for you and I to live on. Don't worry about what God, what you need. Worry about what he needs. If you pour out your life with his purposes, he'll fill you up again. He'll fill you to overflowing again. He'll fill you overflowing again. One minute.
Three minutes, okay. Speaking in tongues. I need to teach on this for a bit more, but right now. What a glorious thing it is to pray in the Spirit and to sing in the Spirit, hallelujah, with the languages of heaven. It's a great thing. People say, well, well when we, see, it's prayer. When the Holy Spirit comes to us, we begin to pray. We begin to worship. And instead of using our English language, we use a language that he gives to us. Yes? Let me give you just a little example of what happened a couple of weeks ago. I, I was just praying, and, and I'm starting to pray for my friend. And this friend oversees about 40, 50 churches here in New Zealand. He's just a young man in his 30s, but he has a great responsibility. He's carrying a great thing. And I'm praying for him this morning. But I begin to pray. And as I begin to pray, the Holy Spirit river begins to flow. But I don't know what he needs. I don't know what, but I sense this, and I'm praying. And then I start to pray for him in my prayer language. I pray in the Spirit, and I begin to pray in tongues for this man, because Bible says that he that prays in an unknown tongue prays in the will of God. So I'm not sure. My mind does not know what this man needs right now, but the Spirit of God knows. And so he begins to pray, and as I begin to pray, it becomes fervent. It becomes a real river. It becomes a stream of intercession. And the Bible says that the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I'm praying for about three or four minutes like this. And then the Holy Spirit into my mind comes a verse of Scripture. 1 Timothy 1.18. And I think, Lord, the Holy Spirit says, he needs to hear this. So I text him to say, I've been praying for you this morning. Here's it. It was about the prophecies that were spoken over him years ago he, to fight that battle with those prophecies. And I said, if you declare and decree what God has spoken over you in days gone by, the door will swing open and you'll come into a new season. I'd send him a text. Three minutes later, a text comes back. He said, you'll never know what this means. I said, of course I don't. But he knows. That's the value of praying in tongues. It happened that the door was closed for two years. He's known what God wanted him to do and to be, and it, can't, it just wouldn't happen. And there was people holding it up, and they said, no, 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 no. Two years have gone by. I said, you begin to declare the purpose of God, you see. Three days later, got a phone call. They said, we're no longer saying no. It's yes. He said, that broke through. That's praying in the Spirit. That's a valuable thing. Here she comes. The best wine. Love you. Your glasses. Oh, I didn't need my glasses, did I? Wow. God is so good. I want to read from scripture for you for a minute. Ephesians. Ephesians. Chapter 3. Um, chapter 3 and verse 16. This is Paul. He's saying this to the church in Ephesus, to the Ephesians. I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through, the, through his spirit in your 
inner being so that there's a reason why God wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know his love that surpasses knowledge. Why? That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. God wants to fill you to a measure. We settle for less than what God wants to give us. He wants to give us in his fullness. He has so much more for us. Jesus said this in John chapter 14. And I'm reading from verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. I get, I'm challenged by that. When I walk around, do I see what Jesus saw? People healed, people saved, people set free, captives set free. Jesus said, I will do even greater than what he has done. Hi, hi. It's a real thing. And I, I looked, and then I, there was another verse, and it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. And I wrote it from the King James Bible into my notebook, so I'll just read it from my notebook if I may. It says this. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power will be of God and not of ourselves. What God wants me to do, I can't do by myself. I need his power in me so that I don't take the credit for stuff, but it all goes to the glory of God. You know, it's an amazing thing that each and every one, we are so different. We are wonderfully different from one another. You know, and it's in the variety of us. Imagine if, if we were all full, how God could use us and what an impact we could make. You know, if we just saw it. There's something I want to read in Luke, my last verse. I'm rushing it because I think I'm running out of time. But here we go. We all know the story, but it's about a teenage girl. It's just a teenage girl. Our age, none of this makes a difference. Just a teenage girl. Here she is. Her name was Mary. An angel came to her. And there was greetings, it says, in verse 28. You who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Oh, I love that. The favour of God is on me. And, you know, and, and God loves me. You know, I'm highly favoured and the Lord is with me. And then it goes on and the angel speaks to her and says in verse 34... No, 30, 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit, he, he tells her that she's going to conceive. She's only a virgin. She's just a teenage girl. And, and the Holy Spirit, God, is, she's going to, is going to use her in a mighty way. And um, the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. That's how you are going to conceive a baby. You're going to do what God wants you to do. God has a purpose for you. 
and you can't do it on your own. Until God overshadows you, see, something has to happen, and it's your response. And what the key that I want to bring out in this is Mary's response. What did Mary, a teenage girl, she's, she's, her purpose in life is being revealed to her, and what is her response? No thanks very much. I don't think I'll be like that. People might not like me anymore. Whatever. But her response here in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said, then the angel left her. You see, her heart was willing. Her heart was willing. Are you willing? Are you willing? Do you want to do what God has for you? Are you willing in all areas of your life to give him that first place? You know, we are busy people and we do live in this world, but are we willing to let God be in that first place? As I walked the beach this week um, on, on Friday, I think it was, Ian says, you, you need to search out what God wants to share through you as well. And, and the word that God gave me was vessels. We are vessels. We are his vessels, you know, and in our lives, you take a vessel, we are earthen vessels, it says in 2 Corinthians, and Ian mentioned earthen vessels. And when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, the word baptized means to dip or to plunge or to submerge. So here is this vessel that is willing to serve God. And I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so God, Jesus wants to immerse me completely in the Holy Spirit. It's like taking a vessel and pushing it completely under the water. And it goes bubble, bubble, bubble. And then it starts to settle down. And then you know when it's full and up it comes. Full to overflow. You know, that's the picture that when I wanted to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, man, I want that. I want to overflow and be so full of God that there's no room for anything else. I wanted my life to count. I want to be a person who makes a difference in this world. Don't you? I want to be the head in all things, not the tail. I want to be more than the conqueror. I want to be victorious in everything that God gives me to do. I want life. I want life in its fullness and in its abundance. I want joy. I don't want to carry everything on my back. I've got somebody who will carry my burdens for me. You know, and so I have learnt in my time, half of my life was as a non-Christian and half of my life has been as a Christian and I have learnt that God's way is the only way. It is the best way. It is life and life in its fullness. And God says, come. Come, are you willing? Come, don't think about others. Others are going to stop you. Come, where's your heart cry? Come to Jesus. Lord, fill me, fill me, take me, immerse me, give me the strength and power. Fill my life with all that you want so that I can do. I worked for 45 years every day. I went to work. 45 years I did. And I basically only had about five or six jobs. I was good at it. I got better. And then I got headhunted and went to the next thing and started again. But for 45 years, I went to work. And it was in my everyday normal situations where I knew that the power of God was at work in me. 
You know, the power of God to change. I know when I sat in board meetings and I was asked questions that I barely knew the answers to, but I knew my job. I just didn't know how to respond. But out of my mouth, God's words would start to flow. And and it was just like, God, He was there. He was the power in my innermost being. You know, he, He is for us. He wants you to prosper and to be successful in every way. Amen. Here we are, Lord. It's another Sunday morning, but it's different. We're in church this morning. Some of us haven't been much to your house, but we're drawn here again this morning, and we thank you. Something's happening to us, and we love what's happening to us. Lord, I pray this morning that as we sit in your presence, that your Holy Spirit will begin to flow over this congregation. And you begin to fill every life with your presence to overflowing. That you will draw us, Lord, out of our indifference for some of us out of our beigeness, out of our ordinariness. And you begin to excite us again. That you begin to fill our hearts with wonder of who you are. That you begin, Lord, to open our eyes that we can see like we've never seen before. You'll open our minds that we can understand like we've never understood before. And we'll begin to walk with our hand in your hand and with a strength of purpose as we make room for the Spirit of the living God to fill us to overflowing. That we might go out of this place, Lord, filled with the presence of God. Lord Jesus, you must love us very much that you were willing to pay for all of our sin, all of our dumb things that we've done in our life. You took it all and you paid the full price for us, Lord. That's the sort of love that we want to have in our hearts, Lord, for others. Lord, thank you. As we're in this time of prayer, church, let's just stay in this attitude of prayer, but can I ask you, do you know him? Maybe you've come into this place and, 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 and you say, I, I don't know God like you guys know him. The beginning point is just to simply invite him to be your, your savior and your Lord. There's probably two categories of people here. There's some that have never, ever invited Jesus to be their savior and Lord. And you need His forgiveness. You need His cleansing. You need to start again. And and I know you want to. And then there's perhaps other people who just 
used to walk with Jesus, but life has just led you around the bush a bit. It's time to come home. It's time to come home.